I'll do my intro and we'll just get right into it. Like it's a bucket of chicken. <laughs> Hello, sweeties, and welcome to my streaming bubble. Who's who edition. Laura and Eric are still here because we're still talking about Doctor Who, but this time our favorite and least favorite of the Doctor's enemies. More spoilers as we focus primarily on the main players, Daleks, Cybermen, Weeping Angels, and the Master. Welcome back, you guys. <laughs> hey, hey, good to be back. We, uh, so yeah, the, the villains, the enemies. Now, we do get a lot of different enemies of... Uh, the Doctor throughout its entire run, you know, from the Centaurans, the Silurians, um, fuck whoever else I can't even think of right now. But we're gonna we're, we'll focus, like I said, on the heavy hitters. Uh -huh. So, out of Daleks, Cybermen, Weeping Angels, and even the Master, who is your favorite and least favorite? <laughs> well my favorite actually are the absolute doctor who go-to the daleks they're the most steady of the villains they have the best backstory of all the villains um they're the doctor's longest running uh nemesis and i feel like even though some dalek stories have been pretty you know pretty cheesy like the like the uh, uh, the Empire State Building episode with uh, Martha, for instance, you know, with all the pig people. I thought that was kind of a cheesy bad Dalek episode, but we have seen so much good, so much, so many good Daleks uh, Dalek episodes uh, come our way through every single Doctor's tape, every single one. As far as my least favorite villain, if we're talking the mainstream villains, because my least favorite villain overall were the Slovenes, okay. the farting villains. But if we're talking the mainstream ones, then this might create a little bit of controversy, but mine are the Weeping Angels. Only because I feel like the Weeping Angels don't live up to a potential that I think that they could live up to. Like they're great. I think I've said this to you guys before. I think on paper, the Weeping Angels are a great idea, but in execution, I don't feel like they live up. We'll, we'll touch up on that, I'm sure, a little more later. But I'm a big fan of the Cybermen. I love the Cybermen. And uh, uh, the Santarans are, I think, just like the funniest of all the villains. They're all so the, determined. All They're the little so potato determined. men. Yeah. I have so much trouble with that name because I want to call them Sultanas. Sultanas. <laughs> That's not right. So, so yeah, I mean. They're like giant raisins, right? Um, yeah, sort of. Right, right. And, you know, it's just, I don't know. I mean, it's not that I think that, like, all the, like, every time I see the Weeping Angels, I'm going to be disappointed. Far from it. But I just feel like of all the villains, the main, the big, the big villains that there are, the Weeping Angels are the ones that end up kind of disappointing me the most. I don't get a lot from their, from when I see them on screen, personally. Question. Do we mm -hmm. not consider the silence a major villain? Oh, oh yeah, I would. I would. Yeah. They played a huge role. Yeah, absolutely. Good call. The silence. All right. So let's throw the silence in there as well. How would they Does that change things for you, Eric? Um, geez, good call. I didn't think about the silence. The silence were great. Good point. You're not supposed to remember them. <laughs> well, that's the point, right? Oh, we good already call. talked about this, you guys, didn't we? Yeah. 
Oh, no, I almost hashed my Hold on, did I mark my arm? I think I did. <laughs> oh, wait, that's tattoo. Never mind. <laughs> um, the silence were fantastic. There was barely a moment with the silence where I was ever disappointed. Even when the silence ended up teaming up with Matt Smith in his final episode, you know, when you learn more about the church, um, I still actually thought that was pretty cool. I don't know if I would rank them up there with my favorite villains. Uh, definitely Daleks still hold that, uh, hold that title. But I would say they actually do come into a very, very close second with the Cybermen. Because they just had a really cool backstory. And uh, Eleven's second season where it was all about Silence Will Fall. I mean, you kind of learn about that even in the first season. But just now you see how it all plays out. The silence really, they, they took over that show in that season. So, yeah, that's where I would go with it. Very good. Laura? Well, favorite villain in terms of watchability and just the interaction with the Doctor is always going to be the Master. And to the credit of the Master, like the casting for the Master just seems to get better and better and better and just so unhinged and it started out so innocuously with you know them running into him as this, the old dude and trying to get his help and then he remembers who he is oh it just unravels so fast it was just i love i love the master i love his backstory i i love that we don't know all of his backstory yet like we don't know everything he's been up to we don't we don't know every facet of why he exists the way he does like some of the craziness was explained but i feel like there's more just kind of kind of like the doctor you know we seem to know a lot about the doctor but we don't at the same time especially yeah. changing the lore but eh, that's a subject for another day <laughs> um, but don't worry eric you'll get your chance to rip on the timeless child we're just slowly making our way there but i gotta watch it again I adore the master and uh, particularly when the master became Missy and we got to see a female version and oh my god she is amazing I love her almost as much as I love River like like you want to make a, a, a woman time lord she set the bar so goddamn high like I was actually worried for Jodie Whittaker because like Missy was engaging you didn't yeah. know who she was at first. You're just like, who is this crazy bitch? I love her. <laughs> you know? Michelle I, I, Gomez I, is such a brilliant actor, yeah. too. She, I she love really... the master. I did um, see, um, real quick with uh, regards to Michelle Gomez, I guess there was like, I didn't read like the whole article or anything, but uh, it was brought up about whether or not Missy would make an appearance in, uh, in Doctor Who with, with Jodie Whittaker. Mm. And I guess Michelle Gomez said something along the line, you know, she's very open to it. She would love to. She can't right now, but soon she's free. <laughs> so I'm like, well, as long as Sabrina doesn't get picked up, you know, on HBO or something for season five, who knows? Maybe, yeah, Michelle Gomez right. will be available for some future Who appearances. Oh, I would love to see Michelle I, Gomez. Oh, God. I, interact. I have how, a big, big lady crush on her. Jodie Whittaker. You have Jodie Whittaker. You have Michelle Gomez, and then you have Alex Kingston. Oh my all God! All on screen at Charlie's the exact Angels. same time. Charlie's the, Angels. <laughs> Charlie the fucking Angels. Oh my God! 
That's how it. amazing would that be? That's the next holiday special. It's going to be those three ladies for whatever oh. reason. In I don't a very care what the reason is. I'll watch that. Charlie's <laughs> Angels esque. They could be fighting the fucking Slovene, and I will love that episode. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but you know, the Master is a really good example of how bad things can go if a Time Lord goes crazy, and we see glimpses of that with the Doctor, but like the master is completely unrestrained and i love it like the sheer chaos of that is just it it really draws me in but in terms of like the concept of villains and and how they impact things it's a tie between the weeping angels and the silence because of the way they influence and change the world and yeah, I agree with you, Eric, on the fact that the Weeping Angels could be so much worse in terms of what they could do to people in, in the execution of, of their abilities. Um, and, you know, we've talked about this a bit before, like, they're scary to me, not only because they're, they're wicked fast and, you know, it could be any old statue if we go by the New York episode, but they're scary to me because they have the ability to put you anywhere in time. And for someone like me who has a disability, they put me back in the wrong time period, I'm dead. So there's no living out the rest of my days in some some age past. It's like, well, I'm probably dead. So, you know, I find them more threatening than, than you do. Um, I would have liked to have seen Maybe we'll get this more in the in future Doctor Who episodes, but I, I really would like to know more about the Weeping Angels' history. What happens to their to their victims who are not living to death, as I like to say it? Yeah. You know, what other, like, where are they transporting these people who don't have it as good as, like, Sally Sparrow's friend, um, who I can't remember her name for the freaking life of me, or rory you know rory and amy who were transported back to the same time and they got to live their lives out together you know i mean i want to know what happens to the other people that the weeping angels take yeah i mean a part of me wonders if we've only seen you know relatively nice ones and relatively desperate ones because like they could do so much worse to people right right Jen, what about you? Oh, for the enemies, this one, I don't know. I, cause like I do to an extent, I, I do find the weeping angels terrifying in the sense that they are fast. You blink and one's right fucking there, but you do bring up a good point of, they just send you back in time and you live to death. You just have to, and as insane and jarring as that is going to be, and again, like Laura pointed out, not everyone's going to have an experience where they just get to live happily ever after. Right. It's, I don't know. There's, there's just still something about them that just really kind of creeps me out. Mm-hmm. But I think though, in terms of biggest threat, I think would be the Daleks again, like, like yeah. Eric, you said their longest, his longest running enemy nemesis Although, and as ruthless as they are, and just going around exterminating, and as hard as they are to destroy, 
every time they see the doctor and they're like, it's the doctor, exterminate. He's always like, wait a second. And they stop. <laughs> so they're not that smart. I knew you were going to say something like that. Also, <laughs> it's really hard to take them seriously when you first start watching Doctor Who because it's a garbage can with an egg beater and a plunger attached to it. Exactly. Like, come on. It's true. It's true. But it's you true. know, and a, and a prime example of what you just said, uh, Jen, is when 11 was regenerated into 12. Now, one thing that I hope they can never take away from Time Lord lore, well, I guess technically they've done that now with the Timeless Child, but regardless, <laughs> if, you kill, if you kill a Time Lord while they are mid-regeneration, they will die. There's no bringing them back. No amount of regenerations will do it. Well, now it probably will, but whatever. When Matt Smith was regenerating from 11 into 12, there was literally a ship with probably a giant gun on it, too, that they could have just shot a beam, killed him mid right then and there, and that's it. It would have been done. I love the Daleks, but they do not know how to take, a, take advantage of an opportunity. No. Mm -hmm. And they're, and, but they're also, when they start to malfunction, you know, like when the Dr. Donna started fucking with the controls and everything, she got that extra boost from uh, Davros and really kickstarted her, her doctor yeah. abilities. Oh yeah, yeah. That. And she starts getting the, the Daleks to malfunction. They're just comical when they start spinning around and they're just like, explain, explain. <laughs> but you know, so I, I enjoy them on that level as well. They're, but actually, I know. Now that I'm thinking about it, arrogance is one of their traits. They believe themselves to be the most superior beings in the universe. Like so, a master race, right. So perhaps they fail to act timely because of their arrogance. Quite possibly. And I do like their little back and forth um, with the Cybermen in oh, whichever God. episode that was with 10. Oh, yes. About who is... Oh the the superior bad yeah. guy and everything that's just that's adorable they guys. made the cybermen yeah. pathetic by the way um the the i love that episode yeah yeah even though it's a rose episode yeah because the daleks and the cybermen interaction was just hilarious like it was care about rose in that episode i'm just like this is so funny like i always wanted to know what would happen if they met each other and, and it's know, funny because because the Cybermen uh, proposed an alliance with the, with the Daleks, and the Daleks were basically like, you're an inferior being. Who are you to ask me for an alliance? Exactly. Yeah. A superior being would, would not need one. Right, right. Um, but I've always liked the idea with the Daleks. Here's what I like about them. It really can take one Dalek to win a war. Yeah. That's all you need, one Dalek. Because Daleks, unless nobody knows how to destroy a Dalek, even though they end up just always end up getting defeated, really, you only need one Dalek to take out an army because a Dalek uh, ultimately is indestructible. Okay? It is, and it's got, it's got a singular purpose. And that's what actually, as comical as the Daleks come off, that's also what makes the, the, them really scary, mm -hmm. is their singular purpose. Mm -hmm. Now, we have seen episodes uh like with dalek khan you know and shit like and uh you know uh i can't remember the name of the uh um uh the like big king dalek 
that was in the big tube. Was that Catholic Con as well? Oh. I have no idea. I'm drawing a blank. It was a Rose episode. Um, Ew. Anyway. <laughs> either way, um, we've learned that it is possible for the Daleks to have a more, for lack of better words, humane side. Okay. They, they, can, they, they can show mercy. Okay, it is possible for a Dalek to show mercy, but the Daleks that are like that are seen as weak. And so all other Daleks basically either, you know, they cast them aside, they kill them, they send them to that planet where all, 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 all the bad Daleks go, um, basically to rot. Asylum of the Daleks? Asylum of the Daleks, thank you. Yep, that is the episode. Yeah, um, you know, you, you bring up some excellent points there. and. I guess this comes back to Daleks versus Cybermen again, because it's awesome. But so I like the Cybermen because it's kind of it's kind of like a criticism on the values of society. Like we we uh, don't value human emotion, you know, is as, as a strength. So the Cybermen solution is to eliminate that. Right. Therefore, yeah. they should be superior because human emotion makes us weak. But then they meet the Daleks who are capable of emotion. The ones they prioritize or favor, if you will, are just not the ones that we do, but they feel and they're even stronger. So, you know, I feel like there's all this social commentary going on underneath that, like, which really is stronger, negative emotions or no emotions, right? Um, Damn, I don't think I've ever looked at it. Yeah, looked at it that way. Those are excellent. I mean, and I, I like the Cybermen, in terms of villains and, and enemies mm-hmm. and they are they are te- they're terrifying in their in their own right plus i just i like the sound that they make when they walk <laughs> that kind of crunchy metallic yeah but yeah there's something but with the with the cybermen taking human a human life organic life and upgrading it to yeah remove the emotions and remove the human parts but still needing some organic stuff to to exist and and be that's scary it is scary especially because they're not exactly gentle about how they go about doing that no i mean, I mean least... they, they have like all these like, like these like machines that are operating on you yeah, yeah. Oh, okay so are so so cybermen are my number one favorite and like yeah. scariest yeah of the villains of the enemies and because they basically want to suck the human out of you yeah they want to take away what makes you human yep. and you're right that is it you're taking your soul your identity whatever um right but then the alternative is you could be like oswin and turn into a dalek because they value some characteristic that you have and you know you turn into this pretty much blob of goo that's consumed by negative emotions and you're put in armor so you can protect yourself like negative emotions are, are these these ugly things that we like you know shield and i don't know daleks are weird how they they can represent all of those things and i might just be reading into it too much but that's me so and you know um, something, something else i want to point about the cybermen we've only seen this a couple of times throughout the show but people who have strong enough emotion you know to fight to fight back even if they've already been taken by the cybermen can still beat the Cybermen. Craig. You know, yeah, Craig, for instance, he had Alfie, who was his encouragement to defeat, you know, overcome what was happening to him. Um, I can't remember her name. 
uh, she was the head of the unit. Kate. Not uh, Kate. No, it wasn't Kate. It was before Kate. Hmm. Oh my gosh. She she got fully transformed, and then she fought back as a transfer as as her transformed self. And she kept saying, uh, I did my duty for queen and country. Oh. Oh. Yes. Uh, what was her name? Oh. And that was during, and she came in during Lo, during Rose's la, la, uh, 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 last episodes. Um, that was during the Cyberman, uh, Cyberman and uh, 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 Dalek standoff. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. She was like their boss. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I can't remember. And, so, I mean, it is proven that the doll, the Cybermen, for people who have strong enough wills to fight back, they can still defeat them even if they've already been transformed. Mm -hmm. So, and I like that because it still gives a, a, a glimmer of hope that they can be defeated. But to a Dalek, that doesn't matter. You're just flesh to a Dalek and you are in the way. You are a problem. So... That's why I think the Daleks personally are just so menacing, scary, and entertaining. But mm -hmm. you know, they're just well, again, I feel personally something with a singular objective is scary. And that's yeah, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Absolutely. But the Daleks in the asylum in the asylum of the Daleks anyway showed that you know, there is some restraint in their society in terms of how much they embrace that singular purpose and that hatred, because they do have a semblance of society. If those crazy Daleks that are in that asylum were in charge, everything would be dead, right? Yeah. So they do have a limit. And, you know, they, it's, it's argued in a few episodes um, that the Daleks don't want to admit this, but they see the doctor as superior to them because of what he is able to do. Sure. And they become more and more and more powerful in response to, to that. They're trying to, you know, best him. Um, so, you know, like these, you know, the thing with the doctor, at least in terms of the Daleks and the master, his enemies are of his own creation. So, I mean, would the Daleks have ever become the threat that they are if it weren't for the Doctor? I think so. I think so, yeah. I mean, I that's kind that, of a, that's a big question to answer because yeah. I think we have to look back at Doctor Who, more, more Doctor Who lore, and yeah. look back at a lot of the older seasons to be able to get that, really get a grasp of that. But the Daleks, I mean, again, even, it, even with that being the case, they're they're hell-bent on being the superior race yeah and i think you there's know. a certain That's level obvious, of right? respect that the daleks have for the doctor and maybe it's just more of the a few of the individual ones because i can't yeah. remember which doctor it was if it was 11 or maybe 10 but one of one of the daleks tells tells the doctor that uh he would make a good dalek maybe it was um the one with Amy and Churchill and the robot. Anyways. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With it, with, with it. What, what was it called? Their uh, his Ironsides or something. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but yeah. So at one point, one of the Daleks tells the Doctor that he would make 
a good Dalek because of the hate that they see in him that he has towards the Daleks. Mm -hmm. And then in a Capaldi episode where they go inside a malfunctioning, a quote, nice Dalek. um, Rusty, that's a good episode too. Um, The doctor has named him Rusty. They figure out what's wrong with him. He's uh, uh, leaking stuff. And so it's causing like compassion and um the dalek sees the beauty in you know the sunrise and and the death of stars and and this and that he he sees these things but once the doctor fixes him and he's back to being a dalek he tells the doctor not that he would be a good dalek he is a good dalek and this is capaldi so this is capaldi so this is after the 900 year war on trenzalore Mm-hmm. but before his time in the confession dial. So right. Capaldi, you know, by that point, the doctor has seen some shit. He's lived through some shit that nine, like 900 years fighting your various enemies from across the galaxy. You're tired. It's, you're tired. You're exhausted. You're mad. Why do I have to keep doing this? Right. <laughs> I'm actually aging and I don't have my TARDIS. <laughs> oh, poor doctor. Yeah, I hear you. So I think that's, so I've always, I think that's kind of interesting in how, yeah, maybe they see the doctor as superior to, to them, but also not just superior in being, I hesitate to say person because obviously the Daleks aren't, aren't people, but just that he's, he's better than them in, in ways that they respect and respond to like the anger and the violence yeah, he's better at that than they are. Yeah. And that's their yeah. entire identity. And that, again, echoes how dangerous the doctor really is. And then you think about the master and you're like, well, holy shit, what has he been new up to, right? Yeah, because right. as far sure. as we know, the, or the master doesn't really keep companions, you know, no. like, like no, the doctor does. Right. Like the doctor knows he's supposed to, she's supposed to keep companions. Otherwise, yeah, go completely batty. The doctor is the master's companion in a way. There's, I mean, without Ooh. them being traveling buddies, you, the master has never felt complete without the doctor. And I think in some way there's a vice versa to that as well. Um, and I guess that's kind of one thing I do appreciate a little bit about the timeless child is we're learning that the doctor has never truly been alone. The master has been there too. The master could possibly also be a timeless child. We don't. We haven't quite got all that yet. But well, even the face of Bo tells ten. You're not, not alone. alone. Yeah, exactly. And then we find uh, the the uh, Harry Harold Saxon. Harold Saxon. Yeah, and you know, I'm gonna feel so bad about this, but I don't know the actor's name who played Harold Saxon. John uh, but Sim, I think. John Sim. What he was a brilliant, brilliant uh master. He was our introduction to the master, really. Yes. He was like, you know, he was menacing, but at the same time, he was a little kooky. He was crazy. He He had a charm about him. He did have a charm about him. People liked him. He was a very he he was uh uh, as manipulative the right word I would say it is. He, yeah. manipulated, he manipulated the people, but he did it not in a menacing way he, or in a threatening way, it seemed like. He did it in a, look at me, you can trust me, people. I have a very nice suit on, you know? 
people. That's what he did. Yeah. yeah. I think he sees all beings as just something to play with. Yeah. 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 He doesn't have he, he doesn't have any he doesn't have any compassion for anyone other than himself. No. And the only person who he's ever seen on his on his level is the doctor. There's nobody else who he ever even came close to seeing as an equal. And he doesn't even fully see the doctor sometimes, I feel, as an equal. But because that's the closest thing that he'll ever find to one, he can't just give the doctor up. No. You know? With a name like the master, yeah. You know who's number one in his book. I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. So from from the masters, from the new masters, we've had uh, John Sim, Harry Saxton. Michelle Gomez, Missy, and the latest one, Sasha Dawan, uh, D-H-A-W-A-N. Dawan? Yes. That sounds right. Sure. Sure. He's very handsome. I know that. Oh, he's good looking guy. Dude, he's super good looking. Oh, he is. Did you, did either of you see that coming? No. I didn't see that coming at all. And then when it was revealed, I felt super dumb because I was like, it seems so obvious. I want to have a cheeseburger. Okay. Go ask Aaron to cook you one. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that it took was turkey burger. <laughs> he is your kid. He's so motivated by food. Yeah. <laughs> Ross wanted to be a part of the conversation because he's more than welcome. More than welcome. <laughs> so, but real quick, Ross's picks for favorite doctor is eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite companion is Rory because he's made of plastic and he's got legit finger guns. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That is a great oh, reason. My kid. And, and the Cybermen as his favorite villains. Yeah. Why does he like the Cybermen the most? Just because they're robots or? Sure. Maybe he just likes the noise they make too. I don't know. But whenever we watch Doctor, whenever he gets to pick uh, an episode of Doctor Who, it's almost always closing time because it's Eleven, it's Craig, Stormageddon, and the, and the Cybermen. And you get a little cyber rat in that one too, so that's kind of fun. Yeah. Fun. Um, but yeah, I so the Masters... Oh, oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 no. I was just going to ask a question about that would have brought us off topic from the Master, but uh, why don't we wrap up on the Master and we'll go to that. I was just going to ask who's if for new who who's <laughs> who's your favorite actor to portray the master out of the michelle movies? gomez michelle 100 percent, hands down she she owned that role owned it john sim was amazing we still need to learn more about stasha darwin's role if i'm pronouncing that right i'm sorry if i'm not folks um but he's great too but michelle gomez took the master to a whole nother level yeah and she was fun to watch. Yes, and it's she was. Of, and it's because of her role as the master that I really learned to love her as Principal Wa- Principal Wardwell uh, uh, in uh, 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 Sabrina. Um, she's just, oh, she's so good. I can sit here for the next 15 minutes and just say pray, and praise her work. But yeah, she's fun to watch. She gives the doctor a, a great challenge. You know that she's basically the 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 master almost that entire first season of the uh of that Capaldi where when Capaldi makes his uh, premiere 
It's just that the big reveal in the end, even though you kind of knew it, it still felt good hearing it. You know, See, I, well, I, I didn't pick up on that at all. I just thought she really? was going to be some new. I thought she was something new. Yeah, I just thought she was going to be some new baddie, not necessarily oh. master or even time okay. lord. I figured that I, I figured that was just like a common thing that people thought knew that she was the master. I mean, the way I saw it was Missy, mistress, master. That's the way I looked at it. Yeah, in hindsight, you're right. That's obvious. But at the same time, you know, it could just be a generic name because we don't get to find out who she is yet. You know, I guess. Um, considering we were dealing with the mystery around Impossible Girl, it's like, oh, what new mystery is this? You know, so I got, I got kind of wrapped up in it. I wish I would have thought about it so hard then because I would have loved to have had that reveal for me be as exciting as it was probably for you two then. I mean, leading up to that moment of him being like, who are you? Who are you? And she's like, you know who I am. Missy, mistress. Couldn't very well go around calling myself the mess. And just her delivery of that line in the face just... Oh, and Capaldi's oh. reaction was amazing. Yes, His yeah, that was a brilliant scene. I love it as much. But as much as I love Missy, I cannot definitively answer this question because Sasha is too early in his role as the master to make a full assessment there. And again, the original master was amazing. Like. Him and the chemistry between him and Ten, mm-hmm. like that was, that was as good as the chemistry between Capaldi and Missy. Let's let's be honest about that. Yeah. And then him and Missy. Oh man, it was brilliant. I loved it. Like the whole oh narcissism playing out. Yes. <laughs> and like flirting with each other, himself, herself, yes, yes. and yeah. Harry just kind of being like aroused and confused, but mostly aroused by. <laughs> exactly so there was that dynamic too and they both did a fantastic job with that but then i have to give sasha credit where it's due like he rescued that season for me like seriously he did and he did such an amazing job bringing the master back and it raised so many questions for me like how <laughs> oh, chief i mean that's them. my one and only question they killed, but, yeah. each other. they killed themselves it was double suicide i don't understand how <laughs> you know? Know what? one thing i will say about about uh the i'm going back to the timeless child i'm not ranting about it yet, but i'm just gonna say this there was no one better to make that reveal even though i may not be a fan of the plot there was no better character to make that reveal than the master yes right so no they one did else that could. right. Yeah. Exactly. Because again, it's like the master lives just to bring down the doctor, but he doesn't want to bring the doctor so far down where she can't, you know, where, where, where she's not going to be any use to him anymore. Right. He's always, but I think the idea of having the, the master make that just huge, insane reveal to the doctor was brilliant mm-hmm. anyone else it would have fell even more flat on its face than i think it may have already done but i didn't really fall flat on its face people don't know what to make of it yet but i just never thought about that what if okay what if this whole timeless child thing is a giant red herring like it's the master's latest lie that he's selling what if they rescue it that way what if that's the whole point it's throwing everyone off everyone's upset 
but it's all I feel like they'll have to be very very careful with if that's the route they're gonna go they're gonna have to be very careful in how they do that because then otherwise it's gonna feel like I'm almost gonna be upset like it was a waste of an episode a waste of thought time and emotion of overthinking (laughs) you know for us us nerds that have nothing better to do right now than to overthink plot points and stories and we're getting we're getting off topic with this but yeah I just just wonder like what if that's like oh my bad we'll fix this by saying it was this kind of thing but I think it um, could work but like I said they'd have to I, I feel like it's very tricky kind of surgery into going into repair. Well, they've already like introduced. They've already introduced another doctor. You know yes. the uh, I can't remember her name, but she, yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. But who knows? They've already gone so far off the rails. What's a little more? But you know, back in in talking about the Daleks, um, they had a, a really interesting kind of convergence historically speaking here. They had a chance to kill Hitler, like the actual Hitler, and they had a chance to kill, they had a chance to kill Dr. Who's Hitler, Davros, and both times they failed. I kind of want to pose the question, do you think the Time Lords of Gallifrey, Mm. like the head Time Lords, would you consider them enemies of the Doctor? They're his people, but he seems to be always very cross with them. They sure seem like they don't like him. Do, do, doesn't it always come across that way? No matter what he tries to do, it's never, it's never not really good enough, but they don't really ask for his help. It seems like they've tried to, they've tried to distance themselves from him. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like they're trying to get out from under his shadow? You think so? I kind of feel that way. Like, you know, the whole I'm better than my creator thing. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, I I just watched, like I said, where I'm at with Capaldi seasons, you know, the, uh, he was in the confession dial for those billions of years because the Time Lords put him in there and it's supposed to be for a dying Time Lord, Mm -hmm. not a torture chamber for a Time Lord, which is what they used it for because they needed information on the hybrid. Once he figured out, figured, you know, that all out, he's just kind of like, well, fuck you. I'm not going to give you what you want. And I'm going to spend all this, you know, billions of years to get out of here, you know, to spite you. Right. So right. that's very, very villainy thing to do. <laughs> and they right. never seem happy <laughs> when he's around, like when he saved them in the 50th, um, yeah. it's like, 50th oh, God. anniversary. They're just like, oh, God, there's, them there's 12 of them. Once. <laughs> yeah, they sent the master crazy. They set him loose on the universe yeah they're absolutely villainous they they essentially made the master from what we learned through john sims run as the master and the drums and taking them as their kids to go stare into like the pits or whatever that can essentially drive them mad yeah they did that to a little kid yeah brutal because we're always told that they're so that they're very arrogant you know they're top of everybody and everything in all of existence very few things in the doctor who universe are older than the time lords right right. now i got the impression that the weeping angels are but what if they aren't now we so we had that theory or i you know shared that theory with you guys that the weeping angels are punished time lords 
I liked that theory a lot. I do too. Never thought about that. 10 and masters culmination, the women time lords were standing in that pose that we always see the weeping angels in. So mm -hmm. I really like that theory. And if, if that's revealed over the course of Doctor Who's run, I mean, that changes my perspective on how I see the weeping angels and what they might actually be capable of. Right, right. Because like you said, like we said, like you said earlier, we only see the weeping angels really doing anything bad when they're in times of need, when they're desperate, mm -hmm. you know, like in the caves when they were going after, you know, you know, Amy River, the doctor and the, uh, and the army guys, you know, and they were actually killing them, but they were dying themselves, you know, so these can be, you know, punished time lords who are now coming to the end of their life cycle, who are trying to do whatever they can to survive it. And I wonder too, like, because they apologized for it a lot. Like, they still did it. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But they, they, when they spoke with the soldiers' voices, they apologized. Yeah. Right. Right. No, you're absolutely right. Um, I love that theory. I mean, there's so many Doctor Who theories out there, but I think that's one of the coolest ones I've ever read. Oh my God. We because can do an they, episode on theories. <gasps> conspiracy theories. <laughs> you can see it. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? We should, because as the doctor himself said, there's no such thing as coincidences, right? That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, yeah. That would help. I think that would change my perspective on the on the weeping angels. I think that would actually help really uh, me see them in a different way, because it would make more sense. Because as of right now, I just see them as these statues who only serve the purpose of signing you back in time. I don't know what else they're, they are there for. They're just really inconvenient. <laughs> just I agree. They're hungry and they're inconvenient. I agree with you that the idea of, you know, them being so fast is freaky. You know, you like if you're quick enough to open up your eyes, you know, they're right there in front of you now. You know, right. just like just like an inch away from from touching you. You know, mm -hmm. that is a freaky thought. And we learn in the um, caves of the Byzantium that they can, like things can take the image. Anything that takes the image of the angel becomes the angel. It becomes an angel, right, right. So Which while they didn't explore that more beyond really that episode, the fact that a weeping angel was inside Amy's eyeballs and trying to become or turn her into, that's kind of fucked. To put it in extremely scientific terms, that's fucked. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. But that does kind of, it kind of sets the, the stage for it being a punishment. Yes. Like you force a time lord to take the image of an angel. Oh, I like this theory more and more as we're talking about it. Very nice. Very I nice. I like it. Well, we'll, we'll wrap up our uh, enemies of the doctor chat since we just stuck to the kind of heavy hitters we can always come back and do some more of like the one-offs because there's plenty mm -hmm. to choose from mm -hmm. yeah because there's definitely villains that i wish that we could have gotten more of uh I'll, I'll say that one in particular was the Vashta narada but we'll wait on that for another episode yeah ah uh, yeah I love the the idea of the Vashta Narada, and I want more. Yes, but oh, this has been this has been a lot of fun, you guys. Thank you for joining me today. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Stay safe and keep streaming. Bye. Bye. Bye.